everyone, and welcome you to One Times One. I'm Rob. I'm Sue. And we are the Parkers. Welcome back, everyone. It is good to be potting again this week. We are getting back into our rhythm, and we know that this takes a while to just be able to talk about topics and bring things up. It's a lot of fun, but in our world, there's so much stress that oftentimes we have to really fight that this does not take a back seat. So with that, Sue, what's our non-sponsor sponsor for today? The Instapot. Okay, why is that? Well, because today, since we're talking about um, stress, all I think about is the pressure, right? The pressure cooker. And the Instapot actually in our stressful lives has been a lifesaver. Yes. You can cook four pounds of chicken in like 30 minutes. So that's a big deal. So what's your favorite Instapot chicken recipe that you like to make? I feel like the salsa chicken's the best in the Instapot. Yeah. Chicken, salsa, some um, taco seasoning, some beans, corn whatever else salsa I nice. don't know. I just throw it all in yep. some cheese but so instapot you are saving stressed out families from the stress of dinner so thank you yeah and so why did why are we talking about this what what kind of spurred this on to have this topic because we've talked about pressure in the past right so there's a difference between pressure and stress so why why this week we last uh third no saturday, saturday we had um, one of those moments that there was stress and we realized that it brought conflict from us, yeah. the two of us together, and how we each handle stress differently. Um, even after this many years of being together, we noticed that we still, stress still affects how we treat each other. Stress is a trigger. A trigger. It's Good a word. Trigger. trigger. It's a trigger to conflict. And so we had um, just a stupid yeah. disagreement. The great thing is neither of us can even remember what it was. Yeah. Really, right? I don't remember what it was, but I know I was so angry. <laughs> As we were talking about today's podcast, Sue was saying, what was that all about? And I said, I don't even remember. Yeah. Don't even remember That's it. good. Yep. But I do remember how we handled it. I do too. I remember how it kept escalating and escalating. You were getting mad. I was getting mad at you. Then you got mad at me. And then um, after 24 years of marriage, we sat down. We went in the other room and we talked it out and we put things in healthy perspectives. So let's talk about stress. Let's talk about the idea because we all know what stress is. We all have it. If you're married, if you have kids, if you're a human being, you know what stress is. So let's talk about the difference between big stressors and little stressors. Talk to us about that. So I feel like in our relationship, um, I handle the little stressors much better the day-to-day stress. I don't even have to really include him, to be honest with you, in some of those little stressors, right? Like throughout the day, the things that go on, I kind of just do it and you go through it. Um, Whereas the bigger stressors weigh much more on me. And that's where Rob really has always shined is in big stress. You kind of are able to really just hit it, nail it, go into it and and deal with it. And I always think all these thoughts and go to places I shouldn't. Yeah. And I believe that Sue handles the little stressors stressors better is because you grew up in a home where everything was very controlled in a good way. Everything was uh, methodical. You knew when you were going to eat. You knew when the schedule was. You know, your mom, uh, single mom. So everything was in order. But you also went through a lot of big stressors that oftentimes did not end well. People with cancer, people with sicknesses, And so those things really caused you great, great stress and anxiety. 
So for me, I'm the opposite. Big stressors I handle like a champ. Little stressors drive me crazy. I get consumed with the little things, just the, the everyday little things that something little can happen. I just kind of go off on a um, kind of off the rails. But whenever we've had a major tragedy, it's like, OK, let's put on our boots and let's let's do what we have to do to get through it because everything wor will work out. Why do you think I handle the big stressors better than the little stressors? Because you had a lot of big stress growing up. Okay. You had chaos and you had a lot of things personally happen to you that you walked through. Yeah. I had uh, multiple injuries uh, growing up in a large family. Hit by a car. Hit by I a mean... car. Water slide accident. No big deal. Um, so big stressors, I knew that I had to plow through. But why did I struggle with the little stressors? I think just because of that, growing up in a large family, there was chaos. So there wasn't a lot of order. So you didn't really, you couldn't handle the, the little things because you never were taught how to. Is that safe to say? Yeah. Yep. My parents were fabulous with the big stressors. Right. The little stressors, everything was just you. You Because there were so many kids, you did a lot by yourself. Yeah. Right? Is you that fended safe for to yourself. say? You fend it for yep, yourself. You fend it for yourself. So I do feel like it's very important for us to identify in ourselves and in one another how we handle stress. And I do think that that is, in the beginning, an attraction for couples. That how the other person handles the opposite stress that you hand the opposite stress that 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 you're good at um, is an attraction. Like your stability, your everyday stability was a huge attraction for me. And so, let's talk about triggers. What are triggers that people need to watch out for? I'll say this first. I think the biggest trigger is understanding the type of stress that trips you up. So for me. I have to go into a moment when things uh, start going a little bit crazy. I need to say, okay, it's a little stressor. It's not a big stressor. And then I can tackle it. What's the one thing that I do when I'm stressed out, when, I, when uh, I'm driving in the car? Which one? There's so many. The one where you talk to yourself. And yes. You, he's yes. like, he's like in his head having a full-on conversation, full conversation with himself. And he's like doing these hand motions and I'm like, oh no, something's going on. It's yep. actually kind of funny. Like now I just kind of let you do your thing, yep. have your own little talk to yourself and, and go on. Yep, good. It's actually a new year's resolution for me. Really? Stop having so many conversations in my head. Yeah, so, I don't. Yeah. I guess. I no, haven't really, yeah, no, I haven't really paid attention yeah. recently. I haven't, you haven't seen me like having that conversation in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very funny. What, what's, a, what's a trigger for stress? For me, I know, um, Personally, when when there's when you're busy, it gives me more stress because it's like I can handle just you know I think of like when the kids were little especially right and I can just handle all that little stuff but then if you're not like home at night or if you're um, you know in another place because you have something else going on I get to that point when it hits me and I'm like I'm done so your presence if that's safe to say or lack of can be stressful for me. Yeah. I think a big stressor for you is when I have to travel. That, that's what yeah. I'm kind of going yes. with. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. call it what it okay, is. Okay, when you travel. You hate when I travel. Right. Or when you're out a lot at night. Yeah. Yep. 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 And sometimes my job doesn't cause me to travel a lot, but it can cause me to be out a lot right. at night. What about you? Give me another trigger. Um, I think another trigger for me would be, so I feel like, okay, 
I can handle a lot on like my professional level. Like a lot of things get thrown at me and I can handle it. But then when I come home, something will cause me to snap. A lot of times, like I can, like this is a, a recent, for instance, I could handle like all things COVID and talk people like down about it and not be stressed. And then like my kid will come home and be like, you're going to get an email. I'm a close yep. contact. I'm like, nah! yep. you know, like that will throw me. Yep. Right. Like, like I can handle it all day. We can manage this craziness. But when we have to kind of figure out like what would happen if, you know, we have another kid coming home, there's no room to isolate in. There's this, like all that stuff kind of will trigger me. Yeah. I, and I think for us, we need to understand our, our triggers. Now, here's what's interesting. What causes stress? And this is what triggers me. Not being able to control something. Yeah. So that's one of mine. So, so think about, about what causes stress. For me, not just a trigger, they're different, right? right. What causes it is, is the idea that I cannot control something. And when I can't control something, that's when I get stressed out. And being a pastor, I really do want to see people thrive. I want to see people grow. I want to see marriages healed. I, I want to see life transformation. And when I see someone going off the rails or struggling or going down a, a bad path, um, or not being receptive. They come to me for advice and then I'll, like, I'll give them advice and they do the complete opposite. That idea of control mm. is probably my biggest because I just want to see things just go the way that they could. Not that they're supposed to, but that they could. So what about you? It's interesting you said that because when you said that, it brought about like a little trigger for me. Control is mine too, but in a different way. You know, like I want my, um, everyone to be good, right? So it's like, it's like that, that utopia like I want everyone to be happy no one to have any um, stress in their life no one to be sick no one to feel hurt by someone no one to feel overwhelmed so when everyone is just happy like my mom heart is complete is that a safe way of saying but when <laughs> when someone's not happy then that's a real trigger for me and that will get me like if I have a kid going through um, a, a tough time with friends say like then I'm on guard yeah. and that's kind of my trigger and then it will not take much for me to, to go to a bad place yeah I think um, frustration causes stress. When I'm frustrated with either something I'm doing or something else, that causes great stress because it feels like things are beginning to get out of control and I'm losing control. So one of the things that you helped me with was really the idea of being organized so that things, I, the things that I can control the most, I can do the best. But my problem is when things get out of control, I start feeling that stress. Um, it's a big thing for me. How about you? I think what I've realized during this last couple months is that I am, um, I've always known to be organized. I have to be, you know, it was like a big joke when we were first married. Like the dishwasher has to be empty. The sink has to be empty. Like in the morning, the bed has to be made because if those things are done, I feel organized. Maybe yeah. I'm not always organized, but I, I like to, you know, like a permission slip comes in for a trip. It's done that, that day. Moment. Right. I don't want to have it hanging because I'll forget. In the busyness of life, I could forget. Right? Yeah. I'll never forget our first year of marriage. Every night, like, I would want to just kind of- Every toy picked e up. Everything picked up. I mean, literally, the dishes were done. We would clean our whole apartment before we would go to bed. And I'm like, this isn't fun. This is messed up. I want to like, I still, I always wanted Saturdays to have a messy bed. And we weren't allowed to have a messy Ooh. bed. That would like freak you out. Yeah. That caused, that caused stress for you. That would be stress, you. yeah. It looks so pretty so, when it's made, yeah. right? Okay, so let's talk about this. Um, personality types. Now, like I said in the beginning, I believe that when it comes to big stressors, little stressors, we're oftentimes attracted to the person that handles 
the opposite stress mm -hmm. better. So for you, you saw me and you're like, wow, he's great. When the world falls apart, great, I can lean on Rob. And I'm thinking, wow, in my everyday, Sue's really good with dealing with the little stressors. But then all of a sudden, when the two worlds collide and we're having to deal with the stress of whatever the other person is dealing with and you handle the opposite stress differently, what happens? Okay. Explosion. That That's tough. Okay. That's very tough. So what does that look like for us? So because of, like you said, personality. Let's use examples. Like, so keep going. Okay. So we have um, a very similar personality. We're um, fiery. <laughs> we're strong. Yeah. We're A-type. Um, we're very A-type. We're, we're passionate people. So when there's a situation, I'm I really have to, like, let me think of one, something that. Okay. I'll throw one out first. Okay, How about yeah. that? Was your, was yeah. your brainstorming? So I always thought about like when I, we had some kids with we have kids with some really big medical situations. So we would be going into the city for these doctor's appointments, and I would just get focused. I would turn on music. I would just get to the doctor, and Sue would get so mad at me at the end of the appointment because my thought is, hey, let's get there, let's find out what's going on, and we're going to tackle it. Mm -hmm. But for you. That would drive you yeah. crazy. Yeah. And so with that, it's I was- It's driving me crazy thinking about it. I know, it. but I was just like, and, and as a man, as a husband, I'm thinking like, no, this is my role. I've been through this a hundred times. I mean, the stresses that we grew up with in our family, the big things that happened were big. And it's like, you know what? You gotta get through it. You gotta get through it. So uh, like to piggyback off that, I want to get through the stress and that's why I'm so like appreciative of Rob because he'll get me to that point. But then like for me and the way I process things, I like to talk about it and I like the all the feels as we're going through it. So I want to be able to say to him a hundred times like, I really am nervous about what's going to happen after this or I'm really worried about in two weeks we were supposed to go away and how are we going to go away? And he's like, wait, what? Let's just get through. Let's just go. But I... I want to talk about it. That's something that I would say. Like, I have all the feels. Like, I want to I want to make sure in the process that I don't want to just go in the car and everyone sit in silence. I want to go in the car and I want to talk about our feelings. Yeah, not in those moments. <laughs> but not I, for me. Right. But yep. for me, that's what makes me feel loved, makes me decrease my stress is talking. Talking decreases my stress. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Just I just that identified right? that. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, when- And, and repeat, like yeah. I'll say the same thing because it makes me feel better. Yep. Wow. And in those moments, I'm just like, let's get through it. Like, buckle up, let's get through this. Right. Now, what happens when the little, the little stressors hit me, then I want to talk about every little detail, every little thing, multiple times. And what does that do to you? Well, it used to really drive me crazy until I realized that that's your way of processing, you know, but um, I would feel- like, oh my goodness, why is he, like, this is my word, perseverating. Perseverating. Why, That's, why is she's he, already used that in the first podcast. I use that all the yep. time. Yep. Why is he perseverating on this? Like, it's not a big deal. Like, get over it. I, w I did say that a couple yes, times. Yes, you did say that. I I've said that. Yes, like, she did. Deal with it. Yes, like, deal with it. You know, like, okay, you're stressed out. Okay. Look at all that's going on over here. Like, deal with it. Yep, yep. Get over it. In other words. Very heartless, I know. Grow Grow up. up. I did say that. Thank you. That Grow really up. helps me out. Yeah. I feel so lucky sorry. right now. I'm so sorry. But I, I think it's I think it's key. I do think when you are a an A type personality from New Jersey, um, and putting New Jersey on top of that even adds more stress. Yeah. 
I have friends who are A-type personalities all over the country, and they still, their A-type personality doesn't even compare to New Jersey A-type personality. So if you're Fast from pace. New Jersey, just give us a whoop, Get over whoop, it. Get over it. Right? Just go move, on. Move, move, move. move. Just keep going. Yep. Keep going. But I do think oftentimes people, and not, not how they just handle stress, that's an attraction, but I do believe that a lot of people are attracted to the opposite personality. You know, they always say like opposites, you know, attract, but also opposites attack. And so our personalities really do play a role in how we handle stress. Because for you and I, our stress level every day begins at a five. And it's not a bad thing, it's just how we're wired. So for some people, they start off at a one or two, and then they jump up to a five, and then they jump up to a six. But for us, we just wake up charged for the day, yep. minus our Daniel fast, because we're not drinking any coffee. I've noticed we've both been a little bit calmer. Mm -hmm. But we start off at a different place. And so if you have two different personalities living in a house together, you no know, A-type personality and the opposite, there, there's, there can be some real issues. And it causes stress. Like, as much as I, in the long run, appreciate how his, he just has this driven task to get through when we're going through crisis, and the, the way there, it's frustrating me. Like, at the end, I'm like, oh, I'm so thankful he was like that. But in the process, it frustrates me. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, the, and the problem with stress is, and this is what I've noticed in our marriage, is that you start the comparison game. You know, like, oh, I know so-and-so's husband, and um, he, like, just knows exactly what to say, and he just, like, strokes her when she's stressed out and rubs her hair. Yeah, you're always hearing that from the good right, stories. Right, right. That's like, not every single time. And I time. know that now, but yeah. as a young married couple. And then couple, I'll talk to the husband and be like, wow, that was really crazy. And right. I'm like, then how are you getting all the accolades? But at a, at a really young, yeah. when I was a young mother and a young wife, I would see that and I'm like, oh, I'm just so envious that there's somebody, you know, I feel like those yeah. feel statements, you know, yes. and um, those are dangerous. You know, so stress can cause comparison to other things in life. Maybe not how someone responds, but but thinking the grass is greener on the other side. I was just about to say yep. that. Good job. What's up? Unity. Awesome. Um, I do think, so let's talk about this. Uh, two more things we're going to talk about. How do you handle stress? Like, how do you handle stress? I think I have to, in order to really answer that properly, I have to look at, I have to look at my life on a whole, right? Okay. I think... The stress that I experienced as a young mom, besides the big stuff, right, the everyday stuff was was manageable to me. I felt like, oh, this is easy. I didn't get stressed out when I had young children and they couldn't sleep through the night and I was sleep deprived. Those things didn't bother me. Like yeah. I really just rolled with it. Like it drove me crazy. I got over it. You know what <laughs> it I mean? Drove like me crazy. Right. Like he did not do well in yeah. the baby stage because yeah. he needs more I love sleep. Babies, right. But just he just like, needs more sleep. I need more sleep. So, like, those things, you know, it is what it is. Fussy eater, fussy this, blah, blah, blah. You know, it is what it is. But when I got more into parenting and more being a wife and the stressors, like you said, our level starts at five. When our stressors would wake up in the morning and we'd be an eight for yeah. something that's going on in the world, I noticed that I would almost kind of lose my strength of being able to handle little things because I lost it. So I think what's important is that identifying where you start your stress level. You know, if I've had a rough week, if I didn't sleep, if I'm, you know, um, had an argument with one of our children over something and I'm, I'm very frustrated or upset over it, 
those little things are really going to affect me. And I think it's important for couples to talk through that. Because if you know I'm having a bad week, it's probably not the best time to bring up some life-changing thing that you want to yeah. talk about. And that was, oh, I just remembered. That was something that it had to do with. Yeah. Or when she gets really stressed out, I do something really, really bad. He acts silly. I get silly. He doesn't and know I get, how I get, to yeah. I actually get a nervous laugh. I get a, a like nervous laugh. It just okay, kind of, here's like a quick story. This is a stress story that was like, this is, this is terrible. Is this involving Luke? Yes, Please this is tell terrible. This story. This Luke, was the, I am this so was like, sorry this you listened to this, this buddy this to relive it. This, was, this was terrible. This could have been on a movie. So Luke went yep. to get a haircut. He was like old freshman enough. Freshman year. Fresh, going into going freshman into year. Freshman year. It was like this the is, summer, two weeks before. He was old enough to kind of go in by himself. I had a couple errands to run, so I'm like, are you good to go in? He's like, yeah, I'm good. So he went in. He just wanted a train. This is terrible. I can't believe I'm laughing. So he went in and he's texting me from in there. I have no hair. And I'm like thinking, okay, like I've all, we've gone through this with all of our kids. They're being a little dramatic. Like, yes. you know, they cut more than they want it. So he goes, no, mom, I have no hair. I just yelled at the lady and I'm crying. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm coming in. He's like, no, don't come in. So he comes out to the car. He's in the parking lot. He has no hair. He literally has no hair. It, she it, buzzed she, it off. She buzzed it off. He had no she hair. It was it so buzzed. It was the shortest buzz ever. So I immediately can see him walking, and he had to walk a distance. I call Rob. I say, Rob, whatever you do, do not joke. Do not say anything. He is so sensitive. He's crying. <laughs> he, it is so bad. He's starting high school in like two days. Please don't joke about it. Because Rob, like when he gets nervous. So that was like it. Luke gets in the car. He's crying. I'm crying because I feel so bad for him. I'm, I'm hugging him. I'm comforting him. I was sitting him. on the couch when you called me. Then we walk Preparing. in the house. I, was, I had four minutes because the, 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 you know, the barber place so was four bad. minutes away. And I'm like, stop, stop. And then all of a sudden, I was good for the moment. And then it was bad. And we came in and he. And they kept saying, don't laugh. That's and all they said was, Luke said don't immediately, laugh. dad, don't laugh. I don't want to talk about it. And that was like a trigger. That was it. Triggered me. Triggered you. And triggered he just me. started laughing and trying to make jokes. What he was doing was trying to make Luke feel better. Didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't um, work. We had this. Wound. Yeah. So Rob jokes a lot when he when people are upset. He tries to make them feel better. Yeah. That's probably That's, not good as a pastor when I have to do funerals, right? That's probably. Well, you don't joke at funerals. Within our home. Yeah. Within our home. Within our home. Um, yeah. Joking and laughter is a really huge part of our family. We laugh a lot, um, but there's certain moments that it's yeah. not good. So that was a perfect example of how you handled stress in the day-to-day -day very poorly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really think that being in a place of leadership has caused me to handle stress better. I agree. And I really, I know this, that I love growing old. I just told a 29-year-old guy who's turning 30, and he's freaking out because he's turning 30. I'm like, I'm like, his name's Steve. I said, Steve, growing old is so amazing. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, everything in life gets better if you work on your stuff. If you're working on your stuff, everything gets better. And so when I look at stress, like even last week, I said, no more personal conversations in my head. No more. I can't have that argument with that person. Can't be you know, trying to figure out the situations in my head all the time. There are times where that's healthy, but I was doing it all the time. So for me is really um, handling stress with being able to say, what's the healthiest place to process through stress? And oftentimes it's not me by myself, but it's sitting down so you can really be able to 
help me walk through the realities. So let me get let me give you a second one. The thing that helps me with my stress the most the most is figuring out what's true and what's a lie. So when I'm stressed out, I say, is this really happening? Or is this just my mind playing tricks? Is this a lie that's being told to me? And so I've always told everybody in counseling, like I told a young man yesterday, you always, always identify the lie and replace it with the truth. And when someone who gets caught up in the little things, those little things are oftentimes little lies that just perpetuate in your life that cause you to live in a place of frustration or fear. So for me, with my stressors, I say, what's true and what's a lie? And if I identify the lie, I replace it with what a truth is. And so yesterday, there was a young man who was struggling with his health. And I said, let's talk about the truth of what's going on and let's identify the lie that you're believing. And that was very helpful for him. And that's how I oftentimes handle my stress best. One more thing. I think um, it's really important when handling stress to be able to communicate. I think too often than not, couples retreat. And it is imperative that when they're stressed, you talk about it together. And we have noticed in our relationship, because we both handle stress differently, right? We really do. He, um, we, ta- we say we'll joke and we say, you know, you talk about it a lot, but sometimes you do retreat and you kind of go into this place where maybe you get quiet maybe you are in deep thought about it um hence the conversations like that's probably what's happening in your head where for me like i said earlier i want to talk so identifying each other's way that you handle stress is super important and i think that's something that we didn't learn well into our marriage about how each other handles stress um and what to talk about during that time and not and that has been something that i think we've really done well recently Um, knowing when to say certain things. When there's stress going on in the house, it's not the time to talk about something six months away. Um, You know, that was, you know, to be very vulnerable, last week there was a lot of conversations about the future, and that's, it's all coming back to me now. And he, um, we were talking, and I was feeling overwhelmed and stressed out about, um, it's our children, regarding our children, and, you know, what this looks like, and everyone's moving around, and there's a million moving pieces. And then he's like, Luke, I think, like, one summer you should just, like, be abroad and go work at a camp and, like, just not come home for a summer. And I'm like, did you really have to bring that up right now when you know timing. my stress level? <laughs> so hence why I think it's important to know each other and really be able to identify how they are. Like, read the room, you yep. know? Um, and I said that last hour. I was like, read the room, Rob, read the room. Because yeah. Luke was stressed, I was stressed. Yes. And, um, you know, so I think that's really important for us as a couple and other couples too. Because chances are, if we're going through it, there's someone going through it as well. And I want to compliment what you're saying, but at the same time, I want to clarify something. You do need to communicate. But you also need to give each other space. Yes. You have to. Yes. You have to. Because talking too much can cause greater problems. Because when when you talk too much and the person's not responding the way that you want, it can cause resentment, which then uses death words. So it's one of those things we just have to be careful about. I do think one of the biggest problems for stress is that it causes in men anger. Like it causes anger. Mm. And for women, it causes bitterness. And we'll talk about that at some point. And there is a difference between anger and bitterness. 
men get angry and they can just kind of lash out and get to a place and then they just forget about it. Women can oftentimes let that burrow. They let that burrow and it just kind of grows and that, that bitterness just grows into part of an identity that they run to when they're stressed out or they're frustrated. And so how do we handle stress? I know for me, I have to be careful because it will trigger anger. It'll trigger anger. And when I was a young man, I had an anger issue and I had to deal with my anger. You know, hence talking about the Daniel fast. I spent a lot of time in fasting, wrestling through some deep soul issues I had to deal with. So for me talking about fasting, it really has been a game changer to deal with how I handle stress. So lastly, how can we help other couples? How can we help our listeners? First, I do believe that you need to understand what triggers your stress, the big stressors or the little stressors. Just identify that. This would be a great date night. This would be a great date night. Take time and talk about your stressors, your big stressors, your little stressors. Okay. What's another thing? Um, read the room. It's important to, it's very important I'm to- I'm trying not to take that personal right now. No, no, no. And I don't, I'm, I'm saying- I'm joking. That was a joke. Because it's me, it's, it's vice versa. <laughs> you kind of like looked at me like, read uh, no, the room. No, <laughs> don't, don't take it personal. I'm but I, that was what I'm I said playing. last week. You know, knowing the atmosphere of what, what's going on in the situation. Last week, Rob realized what he had said kind of triggered something in me, an emotion of like, my baby's going to college and now you have him away for every summer and all of the kids are leaving, but they're coming home, but they're not. So I think- what you did do is you redeemed yourself then and you said, I'm sorry. Yes. I totally uh, redeemed myself. You redeemed. No, but I mean, yeah. you knew that you had said it probably wasn't appropriate. You said you're sorry. And what we've done now is we talk about it officially. We don't just kind of say, okay, whatever. It's over. We sat down. We went in the other room. We talked about it. I said my feelings. You said your feelings. And then we, we finished it. We kissed and we made up. Because if we don't finish it, if you don't you know, seal the deal and be done with it. That's for a woman when the bitterness comes. Yeah. And a male when the anger will escalate. And I believe this is the next one. We need to understand how stress affects the yourself and the other person. I know for Sue, when she gets stressed out, you go down a really unhealthy rabbit hole of thoughts. And for me, when I get stressed out, I get angry. And so last week, the reason I shut it down was because I knew how angry I was getting. And I'm like, I'm going into a place of anger that I haven't gone in a couple years. And I knew that if I didn't shut it down, it was going to explode. And I understand when I cause too much stress for Sue, it sends her down a rabbit trail. Can I give one little story? Sure. So I really wanted to go away for just an overnight 24 hour, just clear my head, just pray through what's coming up this year, really work through some church stuff. And um, I told Sue, and she's like, yeah, fine, go. And I'm like, yeah, fine, go? I'm not going. She goes, no, yeah, fine, go. I'm like, that was not even a whole sentence. Read the room, Rob. Yeah. Read the room. <laughs> and I know how stressed out she was. So she's like, just go. I really want you to go. If you don't go, her words were, I will be mad at you. So I knew I was going to go. So the next morning I woke up, it was an ice storm. I said, I'm not driving in the ice. And I realized that, like, why am I going to go at this stage? That's only going to cause more chaos for her. There was a huge spike in COVID cases. You were working at 10.30 at night, and I had to read the room, and I had to read the situation. And so I didn't. I just changed my plans, and that's how it is. At the same time, when she sees me overly stressed out, she needs to be able to give me the freedom to say, hey, go clear your head. 
go work this out. But there needs to be a, a give and take, a back and forth. Without bitterness. Without because bitterness. Or I think, anger. Or anger. But for a woman, you know, you he could have gone away and I would have probably been angry and bitter because he needed to clear his head. I'm like, oh yeah, he needs to clear his head. Like, I need to clear my head. You know, like, there's a, like, hello over here, yeah. COVID. Um, or I would call you and go, what's up? What's yeah, up? what's up? I'm like, hey, honey bun, I love you. What's up? I'm like, what do you Jacks. Yeah. <laughs> so, but these are important. I think it's important that you see that we are really real with this because yeah. we realize that stress, we both, like you said in the beginning, we both start our day with a five, if not higher sometime. And, you know, we are in both of us in careers where we are in people's lives, we get their stuff, yeah. right? We get their messiness. We get, you know, um, we get a lot of relationship stuff and it's, it's difficult. So I think yeah. it's important to be able to, you know, identify that as a couple, identify what's going on in our surroundings and what the family function has been like that week. Yeah. And so I want to end with this little illustration. We started with the Instapot the pressure cooker, right? You throw a bunch of raw stuff into that Instapot. And then when you open it, you have a dinner. You have the, the salsa, you have the raw chicken, you have all these different spices. And separately, you can't eat raw chicken. Some of those spices would just kind of, I know for me, do a number on me. But when you put them all together and you let the pressure do its purpose, you have a meal. And so stress actually has the power to sharpen our character and strengthen our relationship. So stress allows us to sharpen our character and strengthen our relationship. That's good. Okay. That's I just great. thought about that just yeah, That's great. That so, was good. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. And so like stress is a good thing. It can be a very, very healthy thing when it's handled properly. And looking back on situations that we've gone through as a couple and the stress we've handled, we can identify what we did well, what we didn't go do well, and what we want to do next time. Yep. Because there's always stress. There's always stress. So we want to thank you for joining us. If you've watched us on YouTube, great. This is also a podcast. And so we are on Apple Podcasts and a couple others, one times one. And so we want to thank you for joining us. I'm Rob. I'm Sue. And we are the Parkers. Have a great week, everyone.